Hi everyone. I was flipping through the Parsha and halfway through, Parsha's Balaitcha. My Shrabeno says, Hargainina, kill me. I must admit, I was shocked. I stopped in my tracks. My Shrabeno's been through a lot and he's going to go through a lot. The Jewish people have complained a lot. The next Parsha, we have the Jewish people not wanting to go, not wanting to go into Eretz Yisrael, complaining, more complaining. Karach wanting to overthrow his leadership, him not being able to go into Eretz Yisrael, even though that was his dream. But never in all the pages of Tanakh does Moshe Rabbeinu become so angry and frustrated. He's been frustrated, but never to the point that Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hargenina, kill me. So what is going on? In order to understand and to unpack Moshe Rabbeinu's complete upset and frustration. We need to start from the beginning of the parasha. This week's parasha is called Baalaischa. Baalaischa is Hanerais. Aaron, after being upset that he never really got a job at the end of last week's parasha, Hashem tells, Masha, tells Aaron that your job is going to be light the menorah. Baalaischa. Baalaischa means lift up the candle, which basically means in order to light the menorah, don't just light the candle, rather let the light let the wick light itself by bringing the candle, bringing close the flame to the wick. Metaphorically explaining that every single one of us is a wick and there is a candle. And in order for the wick to be lit, either of ourselves or the ones around us, you can never light someone else's candle. Rather, you have to give the person the opportunity and the space in order to light their own candle be the fire and the warmth around them. And then the Pasha continues, the Levites are inaugurated, the Jewish people, are, then we have the first Pesach offering, we have the Pesach Sheni, for those that say, Lama Negara, why did we miss out? We want to also bring the Pesach offering a month later. And then we have the Jewish people preparing practically to travel, because they've been at Sinai now for like 11 months. So we have how they go to get around in the day with the cloud, how they go nowhere to go at night with the fire. And then we have the trumpets, which is telling the millions of people when to go strategically. And then the Jewish people actually start traveling. But as soon as they start traveling, there is an incident. And the Jewish people start complaining. Mia Haleno Basar, who was going to feed us meat. Now, the Jewish people have complained many times before in Sefer Shemais. In Bashaf, they complain three times. They say, we remember the Sirah Basar, we remember how good the meat we remember how good the meat was back in Egypt, even though they were slaves um, and living terrible lives. We remember the cu- the taste of the cucumbers, the watermelons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. It was so delicious over there. They literally say, Abatichem. The water we remember the taste of watermelon. We wish we were having watermelon. And now they literally say here, we were bored. We are bored. We don't like the taste of man. Every time if you feel like you're a complainer, take some time looking at the parsha. And they're so upset and they're crying. They're literally standing there with their families at the entrance of their tent, crying their eyes out. And Moshe hears this and he's, and Hashem hears this and they're very angry. Hashem, t- Moshe tells Hashem, Am I this? Cho- am I their parent? Like I don't understand. I've given them everything. I've taken them out of the tribe. I've, I've. They were slaves. Forty. They were. They were 
plagues. They, they saw the sea split. 49 days of working on themselves. They got the Torah, the thunder and lightning. They got a godly soul. Then a few days later, 40 days later, they sin with the ego. They do tshuva. My Rabbeinu can't do it anymore. He's saying, in Shemais, back then, okay, I understand. The Jewish people, they just came out of Mitzrayim. They were complaining. But now they've, they've matured, it seems like. They've been through things. They've been inspired. They've become... They've got their godly soul. They're, they've repented. My is like, I expected more. Not only that, my blames himself. He's saying, I can't carry the responsibility. It's too heavy. This is all parakut aleph. It's too heavy for me. I can't do this anymore. Please kill me. Please kill me. And Hashem answers Masha after he literally professes to want to commit suicide. I don't think in all of Nach, in Nach we have Yeshaya, who was quite depressed, Isaiah. But in all of in all of Tar, the five books of Tar, I don't think we've ever seen anyone profess to wanting to die. And what is Hashem's response to something very intense that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying? And Moshe Rabbeinu is going to go through a lot. Why is this the thing that makes him so upset that he just wants to end his life? And this is not anyone saying it's a Moshe Rabbeinu of the generation. The one that carries our souls, the ones that carries the load, the ones that's heads and shoulders above the people, the ones been leading them in the desert. Mashabena was speaking face to face with Hashem. No one in Jewish history ever spoke face to face with Hashem. And Mashabena, in his frustration, is saying, Machenina, I'm not Machenina, that's earlier. Hargenina, I want to die. I can't do this anymore. What does Hashem says, Mashab? What does Hashem respond to this? It seems very strange, very random, no connection. I want you to get 70 of the your of the elders and they and stand by the stand by the and they will essentially help you. The parasha continues. The 70 elders help my out. The Slav birds come, they eat meat, whoever complained dies. And then we have the last little part of the parasha, which is Miriam again, basically gossiping about Sephora and Masha's relationship that they separated. And as a result, Miriam gets Sarah's and they have to wait for her for seven days before they travel. Now, the question over here is, why is this a response? Masha Rabbeinu has given his life, his soul, his everything to the Jewish people. And at this point, he can't do it anymore. I think in our own minute way, we can all relate to this. I think so often in life, we give of ourselves, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our job. And we give and we give and we give and we give. And at some point, we expect to return on our investment. And sometimes life doesn't happen for us the way we want it to. And we get frustrated, we get upset. We say, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. I've gotten to one job. Maybe someone got fired. Maybe you are not on the career path that you want to. Maybe you're not in the relationship that you want to be. Maybe you don't have the friends that you want. Maybe you grew up in a difficult family and life has not been easy. 
And at some point, you've put so much in, you think, okay, there should be change in my life. It should be different. Hashem invested so much in the Jewish people. They should have matured by now. Life should have gotten better. Life should have gotten easier. Moshe Rabbeinu gets to the point where he's frustrated. He can't see a clear picture. He can't actually see that what he has done has actually changed and make an impact. It's like I've been in this job for all these years. What has actually changed? What, how have I grown as a person? We lose sight. And Hashem says to Moshe something really powerful. I want you to take the Shivim's Kanim. I want you to take the 70 elders. On a physical level, Hashem is telling Moshe, can't do it, you need help. But on a deeper level, Hashem is telling Moshe, look at the fruits of your labor. Look at these 70 elders. Look at these people. Look at those in the Jewish community that have grown, that have matured, that are able to be leaders themselves. They're able, they've learned from you. They've been inspired by you. Because of your warmth, they have lit their own candle. At the end of the day, you can never light someone's candle, Hashem tells Masha. The, the warmth, the candle, the light needs to be near the wick, but the wick needs to catch on fire itself. You will never be able to control the environment that you're in. You'll never be able to light the fire and basically create life the way you want it, with you in control. The wick has to light itself. You have to recognize and celebrate the achievements. You have to spend a moment to stop and be grateful and recognize the things you've learned from your experiences, the things you've learned from your job, the things that you've learned from putting invested time into your relationships. There is no way that there has been no change and no growth. It's just not possible, Hashem tells Moshe. You want to kill yourself? Because you're not feeling any satisfaction. You're not feeling any growth. Take a minute and look at the Shemim Skenim. And this gives Moshe Rabbeinu the strength that as he continues on the journey of a rebellion against it, of, of, this, of the Jewish people not wanting to go into Mitzrayim, go into Eretz Yisrael, to himself not even be able to go into Eretz Yisrael, all the difficult challenges he has in his life, Moshe Rabbeinu learns a really powerful lesson. Instead of focusing on all the things that are not going wrong, right, in our lives, let's take a moment and recognize what is going right in our lives. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbos.